Hello and welcome to Expensive Science Baby Podcast, Episode 9. I'm Amy. I'm Chris. Uh, yay! Episode yay. 9. We have lots and lots of stuff to actually talk about We're today. We're close, close to double digits. That's a breakthrough. <laughs> Uh, oh, I was like, what do you mean double digits? Episode numbers. Yeah, episode okay. 10 would be <laughs> double know, digits. I didn't know what you meant. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're going to, I believe, jump right in, right? I, I guess we could wait for a little while. but <laughs> Well, sometimes you like to review what we did on the weekend. Oh, well, did we do anything fun on the weekend? Well, I went to Duluth Yep. with my BFF. So I know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Duluth. Yeah, which Period. you always want me to do. You always did before, and I was like, I don't want to go to Duluth. Yeah, that is true. Persephone um, went to Duluth with me once. Yep. So. I did nothing. I sat in this chair pretty much the whole weekend. That's not true. Friday, people came over and you let them play D&D with the, you? That's true, but that was Friday. Yeah. I mean, that's a movie night normally. So. Okay. Saturday, I went for a quick run, and then I sat in this chair. <laughs> okay. A lot of sitting in the chair. I did nothing <laughs> else. Sorry. Makes me feel kind of bad to go away for weekends. Why? Because you just sit in your chair. And then it makes me sad that you're lonely. How is that different if you're upstairs watching a show? (laughs) Because it's not all day and all night. Oh, Eh, I'm fine. I just don't want to eat any more pizza. There was a lot of pizza eating on the weekend. (laughs) No more pizza for a while. Or I can eat pizza every day. I know, but I can't. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So let's jump into our mailbag. And we have a ton of stuff in there to share with you this week. We do? Yeah. So first, let's just uh, talk about what Elle wrote. L, she's the top one. Uh, hey, L, L listens. She sounds like she's also going through uh, IVF. She seems to be a little bit further ahead than we are. She's yep. starting stims soon, um, and she already did. Wait, wait, what's that mean? Stims are where you start giving yourself shots to make your ovaries produce lots and lots of eggs. So this is a thing that I have to do to you, probably. We don't know yet, but shots are going to be given to me somehow. Okay. Okay. Her suggestion is to have you stick me with the needle as opposed to me give myself shots. Which, thank you for the suggestion, Elle. Wait, wait, wait. The suggestion was also to have you prep the needle so you so I don't put air in it. <laughs> right. But I'm a very independent lady. And I just can't, I don't, I hear there's one shot you're going to have to give me because it needs to be in the butt. And I don't even like that. Like the idea of that stresses me out. That's going to be tough because me doing stuff to your but makes makes I don't know it's hard to I, I don't know it's not actually the butt it's like the upper hip area <laughs> it's close enough <laughs> right, what are you saying here Chris I I'm, have a huge butt no I'm saying me giving you shots may arouse me <laughs> I hear Sir Mix-a-Lot enjoys big butts he cannot lie he cannot lie <laughs> anyway I wish you luck L. um I'm glad that it works for you to have your husband do it. Like I said, I think Chris and I would just fight and fight. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> but good luck. Keep us updated. Hope things work out. I know it's an interesting club. So, yeah. Um, and then our friend T sent us a message. Okay. Um, her message is long, and I'm trying to read it quickly. I read it once before, but I don't remember all Basically, the Basically, it was that... Uh, she had a friend that went oh, to yeah. IVF and that there was a lot of pregnant women that went there for constant updates and stuff. Oh. So we will have a lot of pregnant women at our place probably. I don't know. I've been there a lot lately. Two two times. <laughs> <laughs> so many times. I feel like a regular now. <laughs> um, and I haven't seen any visibly pregnant ladies yet. Well, you think that they'd have to keep updates. Like they have to go in for why? updates and they... Why? Well, I mean, 
I say why because once you're past, like, maybe they keep you in through 12 weeks. But at some point, they're going to pass you on to your, your regular OBGYN. Yeah, I guess. Because that's who's going to deliver. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, that's I guess we'll find out. Okay. Um, and then, um, so remember last week, we talked, Infertility in the News talked about uh, the other, the non-biological egg and sperm inserted into a, a, a woman and... She birthed that baby, which wasn't biologically hers, and laws, etc. Well, I gave my lawyer friend an assignment, <laughs> and she listens, and she did her homework really, really well. Yeah. Jay, uh, I believe she's lawyering in NYC. Sounds like a really great attorney. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what particular area of the law she practices, but I could certainly <laughs> refer clients uh, to you, Jay, if you want me to, if anybody were to ask, and they live in NYC. Okay, so... So, the short answer that she had was that Minnesota doesn't have any really statues that have to do with uh, parenting via IVF and art and that's assisted reproduction technology, all that stuff, which kind of what we knew. We knew that the U.S. is like, I said the word, uh, the Wild West, where because there's not a lot of regulations and stipulations. and But the good thing is it seems like she, it's Minnesota's never had to deal with the issue of mixing up sperm or eggs or anything, which is a good thing. So Very good thing. Scroll down, though, because I just want people to understand like how much information she gave us. <laughs> well, they can't see, but it was a lot. <laughs> so she said, short answer, no laws. Good news, no cases. Go back up one. Uh, it recorded and then said bad news unpredictable what a Minnesota Minnesota court would do if a mistake was made because they have no past things to go off right and then if possibilities was really long (laughs) yeah so it's basically like here's what could happen (laughs) so they could award money to the the parents based on breach of contract interesting tort law which is injury law, I guess. You keep scrolling, so I can't really read anything else. Sorry, there's a, it's really a lot. Oh, a lot. in one case, not in Minnesota. Oh, for example, a gestational mother, a woman who actually carried and gave birth the baby, was awarded $1 million in damages from the fertility clinic when it turned out she was given the wrong embryo. Hmm. Yep. Courts could decide that either the gestational mother is the only biological mother or the genetic mother, supplier of the egg, is the only biological mother. Right. Wow. Yeah. See, Some states give a clear priority to one or the other. Huh. Judging by a couple unpublished cases involving surrogacy agreements gone wrong, Minnesota does not have a clear preference, and it takes everything on a case-by-case basis. Wow. She really did her homework. Like, we're not even done yet. There's, like, three more paragraphs. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was all really good information. I kind of wish, like, maybe we should put it on our our Facebook page, just the information. Um. Why not? Uh. Or is that bad? I don't know. I suppose we could because we didn't say who it's from. Right. And they're all like maybes and things. Yeah, it's just information. We'll just put information out there. There's some inf- interesting, um, like Minnesota has a version of pa- a Parentage Act, which recognizes, for example, the husband of a wife being artificially inseminated with a doc- donor, donor sperm with his consent is considered the biological father. And I did read that, actually, yeah, when I was doing my, my looking through stuff as well. And that seems like there would be a lot because that seems like a mo- more common way. Sure. It's probably the same if a woman's using a donor egg. Maybe. Hopefully. Um, Because actually she mentions up here, courts could determine that both the gestational mother and a genetic mother are biological mothers of the child. But I think think she meant by mistake. Because you can use donor eggs for women who don't have eggs, but still want to carry a child. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. (laughs) 
So it was pretty cool. I thought that she sent us such long messages with really great information and good answers, even though, well, I mean, good answers as far as what Minnesota has and doesn't have. Right. It's just that the overall tone seemed to me like, eh, we don't know. <laughs> Nothing's really gone wrong before. So hopefully that stays the same. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, really good information, Jay. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. It, it seems like we're calling a lot of people Jay. But that's oh. not their name. That's just their first initial. There are a lot of J's in the yeah. world. One reason I know this, I have a lot of X's whose name starts with J. <laughs> and I decided a long time ago I would never name a child with a J name because there's uh, too many of them. It is the, the <laughs> biggest uh, category in my phone for names. There's a ton of J names. I know. It's, people love J names, I guess. I mean, no offense all friends who have a J name. <laughs> Which apparently is half the podcast <laughs> listeners all have J's. <laughs> Um, so that's our mailbag. Uh, thanks for writing in. We appreciate it. Um, good information. Yeah. Yeah. What do we got next? I like that we can give our listeners assignments and then they do them. <laughs> we should try to do that more often. I don't think that, that will... <laughs> I don't think that's for everybody. Like, right, hey, true. somebody bring me a pizza. That's Wait, not what I'm saying. I don't want any pizza. No, no one pizza for months. And I'm done with pizza for several months. Okay, I was going to uh, have a little cat corner. Meow, meow, meow. Cat corner. Meow, meow, meow. We have no cat corner this week. <laughs> Well, I know. It's kind of sad. We kind of do. I mean, I took the cats out today. Well, I can talk about... So I was gone all weekend. The kitty cats like to go outside with me. Zelda's <laughs> they, on her harness and her leash. Neo get, gets to roam free. They get really mad when I don't take them outside. <laughs> but they start to know. They're like, he doesn't bring us out. We're not even going to ask him. So I got home Sunday, and it was a beautiful weather day. And I got home two or three. Would have been perfect to take the kitty cats outside. That's what they thought would happen. But then Chris and I left to spend some time together. Yep. And um, we came back at like 7. Again, it's still light out. I could have taken the cats outside. And Neil just sat staring outside the deck door. And it was so sad. But I was real tired. Well, isn't that the day that we found a show? Wasn't that that show that I watched? What? When we were watching TV shows that day, waiting for... Well, yeah, the, this was yesterday. Yesterday. we Right. So it was like seven seven twenty when we got there. We ate. Yeah. And there was like 10 minutes before Game of Thrones season oh, finale. So, right. And by that time it was nine and you're like, I just want to go to bed. Yeah. So, so they understand. They got to go out today. They got to go outside today. And Neil In refused fact, to come home. <laughs> Neil wouldn't come home for a really long time. Like, so fuck I... you. You, didn't let, you won't let me go out. I'm going to stay out longer. He's home now, everybody. Don't worry. He's inside. Yeah. And if you hear a commotion, there is a fly flying around the area, and the cats are trying to hunt it, so... Yeah. That that might happen. Yeah, I'm sure it will sometime. Although they seem to be running around upstairs right now, so... I also wanted to give a little update on... We talked about shots last week. Wait, what kind of shots? <laughs> Ready, everybody? <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. That's our new intro, official intro music. Oh, well, I shouldn't say official because we didn't pay for that. Yeah, um, nobody mentioned anyway. we heard that. We were sampling it to review it. That's legal. So I was with my friend at the Twins game. Um, I can say her name. So I was with my friend Samantha. I took her to a Twins game last week. And I talked a little bit about um, having to give myself shots and how I was a little nervous and the air bubbles, what have you. Samantha happens to be an expert at giving herself shots. Oh, sure. She's had, uh, she was diagnosed with uh, type 1 diabetes when she was, I think, like six years old. So she's very familiar. I think we started talking about it because she had to give herself insulin during the game. Oh, okay. Which is when I was like, hey, here's what I'm worried about. How do you not get air bubbles? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so then she kind of made fun of me a little bit. And she was like, Amy, <laughs> there are two ty- kinds of ways that a person can give themselves injections. One is subcutaneous. And the other is intramuscular. 
So subcutaneous would probably mean under the skin. It's administered in the fat layer underneath the skin. Right, and intermuscular means in the muscles. She said, even if you had an air bubble in a subcutaneous, no, subcutaneous, you're not going to die. Well, it's in your fat layer. It's not going in the, right. the bloodstream. It's not going in the your vein. Muscle. It's not going in the vein. So yeah. we don't have to give you shots in veins. That's what. No, muscles. Right. This is intramuscular. I think there might be one shot that's in the muscle, which is why it has to be in the butt. But my point being, the only way I could kill you with air and if it was going into your veins. And I don't have to give you I, any But I shots. think muscles, too. I think it could be muscles, too, if there's air. No, it just goes in your muscle. Big deal. And your muscle gets bigger because there's air in there. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> so anyway, most of the shots, if there's an air bubble, I probably won't die. Probably. I think you'll it be sounds right. like Seems like a lot of people have done this. <laughs> right. But it just made me feel a little bit less stressed about the injection, excuse me, injection stuff because they're not all going into the bloodstream and stuff. Okay. Good. I'm glad. Um... But we're going to find out more. We have a thing on Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday we meet with a nurse. Can air injected in the bloodstream <laughs> really kill you? <laughs> From a website called The Straight Dope. So this is clearly a good source. <laughs> it says, sure. I don't want to go into more. It just says, yeah, it can happen. <laughs> but it has to be a big bubble. It has to do other things. And yeah. And why would this website, The Straight Dope, lie to us? They wouldn't. It wouldn't. It's the straight dope. Okay, so I, I thought that was a fun... Uh, that's a wrong word. I'm saying wrong words for things. Yeah. That was an interesting update that uh, Samantha was able to provide. Okay. Her extensive experience, sharing some knowledge. It's cool. So there's probably a lower percent chance I will end up killing you. With, or me. With, with shots. Or, or you will end up killing yourself right. with shots. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's have a stress level check. Okay. Remember, we have a five level stress level scale. Yes. Let's go over it again. So level one is Bob Ross, lowest stress level, because I mean it's Bob Ross. Sure. Level two-ish would be Dorothy uh, from the Golden Girls, when Rose tells the St. Olaf story. Yep. Mild irritation, I would say. <laughs> level three, midichlorians. Not the midichlorians themselves, but a Star Wars <laughs> fan, a true Star Wars fan, when somebody mentions midichlorians, because why? Because they don't fucking exist. It's a stupid thing. <laughs> okay. A little bit more... <laughs> Uh, irritation that I was expecting for level three, but okay. <laughs> level four, Serenity Now from Seinfeld. Pretty stressed out, Serenity Now. And then level five, which seems more and more likely every day. No. Is America under a Trump presidency? No. It's funny. <laughs> I was thinking of a pain scale because, you know, we mentioned we might need a pain scale for you because you're doing mm. all these things. My number five pain scale was waking up on the day of a Trump presidency. <laughs> so it was the same as a stress level. <laughs> but... And I, I remember the days waking up when an, a president I didn't want to win won twice. Oh. I, I've already been there. Oh. I don't want to do it again. Nixon? You didn't like Nixon? <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. I think people know who I mean, but I don't know that Probably I Probably Nixon, okay. right. right. So where are you at? How's your stress level today? Uh, I'm at Serenity now. Oh, geez. That's up there. It's up there. It must be based on things that you did today. It's been a big week for me, IVF clinic-wise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and we should say we have not discussed it. We've not discussed it at all. Which makes me a little <laughs> nervous, I guess. So that's how we do things now. <laughs> I guess. All right. Um, What's well, your level? I'm between a two and a three, which is the Dorothy and Midichlorian. Okay. Right? Now, we have a five level scale. We don't have a decimal point including scale, whatever that would be. I, so you two, need to pick one. Two. Okay. Which is. Dorothy. Yeah. Mentioning Olaf. 
When Rose tells the St. Olaf story. Yeah, Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you're usually Bob Ross. Yeah, I've, I have i didn't sleep well when you were gone. I slept pretty bad. I was just mm. thinking about some stuff. and So it's been, and it's kind of sticking with me. So maybe we'll talk about it later. Oh, so everybody, this might not be the happiest of podcasts we've had so far. <laughs> Prepare for sadness. Prepare yourself. <laughs> um, and then when you're done, go get some. <laughs> to make yourself feel better. <laughs> well, did you want to talk about stuff before I do? No, you go ahead. I want everyone cares more about you anyway. So let's let's hear where you. So because you, I want to know what, what happened today before my stress level goes up further. Well, okay, but we're not going to talk about today yet. We're going to talk about my blood test. Experience. Okay, that's fine. Let's start there. Um, you had a blood test, right? So remember last recording, it was I had to fast before my blood test, and I was real hungry because <laughs> I didn't know what time it was. Did you get a, a snack. snack? Did you get a snack? No, you can't have a snack. The next day, did you get a snack? The next day, I had my blood test, and then I went to Glamdoll Donuts, and I ate me some donuts. Which is a thing I've never heard of before, by the way. It's just a fancy donut place. Okay. And I brought some to work, but I couldn't bring a ton because they're expensive donuts. So, anyway. so who got a donut and who did not get <laughs> I don't a ton? Know. You know if you didn't get a donut. <laughs> I, I bought 12 of them, but there's more than 12 people that I work with. So when I emailed everyone and said, hey, there's donuts, I suggested they may want to share. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I had one particular co-worker who said, I ain't sharing. <laughs> she well, enjoyed her donut. She's honest, so which is good, yes. <laughs> okay. So your blood test. My blood test. I parked at a meter. I did not park in the parking lot. This was at the same place. Same place. Okay. Yeah, meters are fine. They're only like a quarter. Yeah, it was. It worked out fine. But as soon as I got in there, they were like, did you park at, in the lot? Yeah, I, I know. Like, <laughs> they really want to make sure they check in with you about where you're parking. Uh, yeah, they want to validate for you, I think. <laughs> yeah. And one thing I noticed as I was waiting to get called back is the diversity represented in the waiting room. And I, I know it's not a representative sample of everybody who suffers from uh, infertility. We live in a me- metropolitan area. More p- people of diverse backgrounds live in this area as opposed to a small town. Like, I get it. But there were five, I would say, five ethnic backgrounds represented in that waiting room. And it just made me think how infertility is colorblind. Yes. Like, I don't know the stats of what the rates are for infertility based on different cultures or ethnic backgrounds. But it seemed like infertility don't give give a shit. It's, no. it's like the honey badger. I don't know what that means. Everybody should go watch that YouTube. It's <laughs> probably been out forever. But honey badger don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> wonder if neither it... Neither does infertility. Like, yeah. That makes sense. I wonder if it, like, emotionally affects males from one, one ethnic background harder. So I'm thinking of cultures where it's like you have to you have to sire children. The more the better. And if you're not, then that's your that's your stint for malehood. And that is to an extent a lot of cultures, but there's some cultures where it's more kind of programmed that way. Yeah. Like big families are a must kind of thing. So that'd be interesting because we have I mean we have only one background to go from. Right, but I like I said I just I noted it that there was a lot of different people and groups represented. Just in that waiting room. Maybe we'll have guests on one day that will be able to talk to this stuff. <laughs> and then I was there today, and there was only two different groups represented. So it's oh. certainly not sure. Like like I said earlier, but it was the thing I noted. Okay. Um. So then they took my blood. They took four vials of blood. I thought it? that was a lot of blood. It is. Did they get it right the first time? Oh yeah, I barely felt it. Oh, that's good. 
Um, that's all. I didn't bruise. Sometimes you, sometimes you know you bruise. If you bruise if I look at you wrong. <laughs> right. It's like, oh! Yeah. I didn't bruise. <laughs> oh, wow. They're good at it then. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was in and out in like 15 minutes. Yeah, it does seem like four is a lot. Isn't it kind of annoying? Like, you just keep going and keep going. You're like, how much do I have left to give? I have not enough left to give. <laughs> well, I know they, and I don't even, I didn't ask her what they were testing it for. I wanted to be a surprise later. Oh. Just, so I know the AMH. Because that's what the thing they ordered to see how many eggs I have left. So you know the the results no, for that? No, I know that that's a thing that they do. Right, but we have no results for that. Um, well, I do now. Okay. <laughs> Let's continue that. <laughs> so that's all the recap about the blood test. Not not that exciting. It was just a blood test. Uh, and then today happened. Okay. Today was trial transfer day. Now remember, <sighs> on our last episode, I told you all about how I got the nurse reminder phone call. Yep. I remember that. And she wasn't necessarily very pleasant. She told me the times, and I write things down when I have these things happen. These phone calls, what have you. Do you write them just like that? Yeah, Amy's making the (laughs) the write things down thing. And so I wrote down on my little post-it note the times that she told me on the phone. And I didn't write anything else, like instructions. Okay. But I did also interrupt her asking about all my other appointments, because I was confused. But she didn't give me any instructions at all about how to arrive for this ultrasound. Sure. And according to my research on the Reddits and different infertility groups, some women have to drink a lot of water because if you have a full bladder, it pushes your uterus, it stretches your uterus out and makes it easier to see on an ultrasound. Okay. So, for example, when I had my very first ultrasound right when I was very early pregnant with Persephone, I had to, I remember I had to drink so much water. And... So they didn't tell you to do anything like nothing. That. Okay. So I actually put a question on the Reddit. Okay. And I said, "Hey, I have this thing tomorrow. My do- my clinic doesn't really tell me stuff. What do am I supposed to drink water? Like what am I supposed <laughs> to do?" And I got very conflicting responses oh. based on personal experiences of okay. people saying my clinic wanted me to drink. My clinic wanted me to empty my bladder an hour and fifteen minutes before my appointment and then drink thirty-two ounces of water. What? That's a shit ton of water. That is a lot of water. It's one um, of those big ones, yeah. And then somebody else said, my clinic wanted me to not to have an empty bladder, but then I drank some water when I got there. I mean, it was I was like, what do I do? Okay, sure. So I went to lunch with my friends, <laughs> and I ate some food. Did normal lunch stuff. I might not eat panda again for a while. Panda? <laughs> I went to the panda you, today. You had panda? That's... The panda restaurant, the oh, actual panda. okay. Because pandas are cute. We've talked about pandas before. Even baby pandas are cute. <laughs> and then I had to stop at home to change into my comfy clothes. Okay. And then I emptied my bladder. Where did you get that shirt? Stephanie gave it to me. Into oh, that's a BB BB BBH shirt. BBH shirt. I was good I've in this. Never shirt. Never seen you wear that shirt before. Right. <laughs> um, it says if you, I just changed my clothes. Like I've been wearing this shirt. Since you saw me today. I went downstairs so we didn't have to talk. Because if we talked, then we have nothing to talk about on the podcast. (laughs) But you saw me outside. We sat together in the living room eating food. Whatever. You always had a cat in your lap. (laughs) Okay. Back to important things. Now, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I ate. I came home. I emptied my bladder, which apparently is what we say now when we say we go to the bathroom. And then I started drinking water on my way there. Okay. Just normal amounts. Not like pounding water. I pounded some water. You did? Okay. Well, I figured... I could always empty my bladder again <laughs> if they don't want me to have a full bladder. Okay. But it's easier to empty it than to fill it, right? <sighs> but you see, there was like this perfect storm of I had just eaten a lot of food 
that wasn't necessarily tasting good. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> it's his favorite. And then I had a bunch of water. So I was driving there feeling shaky, nauseous. <laughs> Wait, why? Because of the sickness I felt in my stomach. From the food. The food and the water. <laughs> okay. So you know not to eat that and then pound water because it makes yes. you feel sick. All right. So that happened. Oh. So I get to the um, place. I parked in the lot. Ooh, that's a first time. Pretty exciting. Yeah. You bring your ticket with you when you park yeah, in that lot. How about that? And so I got up to the check-in desk. And I said, I'm here for my 145 ultrasound. She said, what for? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> ultrasound. What the, fuck, what the fuck kind of question is that? What for? I don't know. I'm here because you oh, told me to come here. For. She said, what kind of ultrasound? I said, I don't know. Right. Still, you're like, just do your job. You're the nurse. <laughs> it says there. I, what Does it matter what I, I say? Oh, God. That's just annoying to me. And then she said, did you park in the lot? And I said, yes. <laughs> you're all proud. I did it. <laughs> She gave me my token, my, my, um, it's like a game token. Yeah, yeah. And then, and she said, you have your ticket, because you have to then give them your ticket. Ah. So keep that in mind yeah. the next time we do this. And then I said, do I need a full bladder? <laughs> this was one of my favorite answers of the day that I got today. <laughs> she said, well, they don't want it completely full, because it can block things, but they don't want it completely empty either. <laughs> It's like needing more and less pillow or blankets. Right. <laughs> so I looked at her and I'm and I hope I'm pretty sure she read what my face and eyes were saying. What does that I, mean? No, I was like thinking to myself, well, should I go to the bathroom now? Because I I mean, that might give me some time to fill my bladder kind of. But if I don't go to the bathroom now, I was there 30 minutes early. <coughs> and so they're not going to call me early. Right. And so then I would be miserable yeah. by the time they called me if I didn't go to the bathroom. This is quite a conundrum everybody. I can understand that. <laughs> So I said, I so I confirmed with her. I said, they're not going to call me early, right? And she said, no. So then I went to the bathroom. <laughs> could you have gone, like, the bathroom halfway? Okay. She did say that, too. She said, you can empty your bladder just a little bit. But I thought to myself, nope. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so then I went uh, to the bathroom. And I, uh, as I was going, I had to go a lot because I chugged all that water. Sure. And I remember sitting there thinking, and I even stopped midstream. And I was like, could I just stop and, like, right now? Sure. Nope. Because just that's not it something would be you, painful. That's not something you normally do, or because of the Panda Express. Uh, no, it was just number one. <laughs> um, I think it would be. It's not something I normally do, and it would be very uncomfortable. Okay. And I was just about to go do uncomfortable things already. Yeah. I don't need to be worrying about holding in my urine. Sure. Because I stopped midstream. So anyway. Can I tell you a relevant story? Yes. <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> in the Marines, we had to do urinalysis tests, right? Well, sometimes you can't go. It only happened to me once. Why wouldn't you be able to not go? Well, guys, are, there's a guy looking at your penis. I want. I, I knew that detail. Yeah. I wanted you to share. And you're, he's and you just you you get what they call stage fright. <laughs> like I cannot go. This is weird. So what has always worked, but is really hard, is if you go and poop, but don't pee. <laughs> if you ever tried to do this, it's really freaking hard. And. <laughs> This is going to be gross, and I'm sure. sorry, everybody listening, but <laughs> we've talked about this before, and I believe Dave has been here, too, when we've talked about it. Okay. I don't know why I have these memories of this. I don't know either. But uh, lady parts are much more connected. Yeah. I don't think it's possible. Really? I, I can't argue with to, this, because I'm not a, a lady. <laughs> to do the number two without any of the number one. Because I remember severe cramping pain trying to stop myself from peeing in that situation. <laughs> yeah. 
And it hurt okay. a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> I got the job done. <laughs> All right, sorry. Let's go back so, to your... I emptied my bladder. Fully. And there was a lot. Okay. And it, lo- it, it was just... It was all clear. Well, yeah. Which is, I think, scary sometimes. No. That's what, anyway. And then so I sat down and waited, and I had a little bit of water. I didn't push it. I was still feeling a little bit nauseous. And then I think I was feeling very, I was feeling very, very nervous. I got very nervous, which I get anxiety and nervous for everything, so it's not surprising. But I was a little concerned, if, like, what if they took my blood pressure as part of this? It's going to be really high. <laughs> um, and they called... I don't remember how long I waited, but when they called me back, my point was at 145, and they called me back at 150, which I didn't realize until I got into the room. Okay. And then um, the ner- or the ultrasound person, technician, gave me details of all the things they were going to do today. Um, I-, I took notes, so I'm trying to read them. Oh. So then I have pictures now, a few. So if you'll go to your email, Chris. I did not open it. It says open during podcast, not before. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm opening. Where do you want me to start? I want you to start at the bottom one. Okay. Oh! <laughs> so this is a photograph of some of the instruments that they had ready what for is, my what, time there. What is this? It looks like teriyaki sauce. I didn't sauce. know for quite some time what it was. I'm looking at a picture that looks like a small cup of teriyaki sauce with cotton swabs <laughs> next to it. Really, really long cotton swabs. No. Yeah. I, this, we'll put this picture on the Facebook page. And almost every lady who's ever had a pap smear before is going to be, like, not surprised to see any of those items on the table, except for maybe the teriyaki sauce. This is what they normally use? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not... un. Uh, I was a little disappointed that I didn't see, like, a super long anything, because I think it's in a package that they must have opened, and then it became really a long thing. What? What is this? I don't know. Specimen container. Yeah. I don't think they took a specimen. That's weird. So, wait a minute. They, they Something really long came into the picture? Yes. So, okay. I didn't write this down because it was a lot. So I got in there and I'm, I'm just standing there in the ultrasound room. Did so you have a machine in the bed? Did you have your clothes on? Yes, clothes are on. Okay. Uh, ultrasound tech says, so uh, we're going to first do a vaginal ultrasound with, and I'm sorry, this might be offensive to some people, but uh, the Reddits call it with the twat wand. <laughs> yeah, not necessary. <laughs> they do use a dildo-looking wand-like thing to do that type of ultrasound. Really? Yeah. That they just kind of shove up there and... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they use some lubricant or something to make it less painful. We will get to there. Okay. She said, we're going to do you that first. You can't just lead with twat wand and <laughs> go from there. <laughs> so, um, we do that. So she said, we do that first, and then, we, then the doctor puts the speculum in, and he... Uh, Inserts a long catheter into your through your cervix into your uterus to see the what did you say the width of your uterus and then we're gonna he's gonna uh, take that out and put in another thing to insert saline solution to take and then we'll put the ultrasound uh, wand back in and do more ultrasounds. This might be one of those things that they should not have explained to you first. <laughs> we're doing our thing. Don't worry about it. I was like, it. okay. <laughs> This all seems terrible. So then she said, so you can uh, remove your clothes from the bottom waist down and then have a seat. I will find the doctor. I was like, well, where do you Oh, you got to keep your shirt on. And my socks. I always wear my socks. of course your socks. Although I'd like to point out. I have some dignity. I'd like to point out that is not following her direction. She said from the waist down. Yeah, well, she can can shove it. Okay. Honey badger don't give a shit. I don't know what that means. (laughs) 
Everybody needs to watch it. Okay, so let's go to the next picture. This one. Um, no, that one. I just took a picture Ooh. of the machine that does the ultrasounding and the wand. This could very easily be a Star Trek um, <laughs> council, honestly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it really looks like it. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is the ultra ultrasound machine. machine. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that ha- presumably has a tube attached the to it. wand. There it is. Okay, that, it... that's better. I can handle that. Okay. And this is presumably has a tube attached to it or a long line attached to it? A cord. Or? Is cord. that what you mean? Yeah, line, yeah. cord, thing. Yeah. It has a cord. Okay. Yep. Um, What's this say? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't take a picture of that screen. It was just, I know. it was my name and nothing at the time. So go to another picture. This is a picture of what I looked, stared at while <laughs> it was all ceiling. happening. What's going on up here? There are lights with um, like color, uh, almost like um, stained glass. Okay. I think to provide, so it's not super dark or super bright okay. in there because you can't be too bright or you'll be able to see the ultrasound screen it's better than, because usually when there's lights like that and you start to see debris it's dead bugs oh yeah the picture wouldn't do a very good job <laughs> no i can tell it's red and stuff yeah. it kind of looks cool okay. i just took it because i was like well this is what i'll be staring at do you think this is a camera they were looking at you at no i think it was a sprinkler okay it could be a camera i mean what they don't they're getting a full view of everything well not even my insides they didn't need another camera about the guy who has hacked into their (laughs) their network and is viewing everything huh well that guy (laughs) and then my favorite picture (laughs) got your socks on um i sat here waiting for 17 minutes pantsless 17 minutes why do you think that is it sounded okay from what I overheard, based on when I checked in and when I, then the ultrasound tech got there, and then when the doctor got there, apparently it was ultrasound day. <laughs> and they almost didn't have enough speculums to get through the day. He could not drop mine, he was told. <laughs> Do you know what a speculum is, Chris? Uh, yes, but... Uh. <laughs> anyway, I mean, they were kind of like half joking, but... Uh, it's sure. <laughs> 17 wow. minutes I waited. All right. And then the doctor got there. And so it began. Lady doctor or man doctor? Same doctor. Oh, the guy. Yeah. Oh, the old dude. Yeah. Did he? Was he really dry with you and like very sad and somber? Um, I appreciate his seriousness, but not as bad as the first time you met him. Okay. Um, uh, so then things started, and I laid back, and I have had quite a few T wand ultrasounds. <laughs> quite a few. Quite a few. Well, because when I was pregnant. Uh, when we were trying for number two, the first time we were trying, and then when I was on all my fertility drugs earlier with the Clomid and the what have you, ultrasounds to see if I had things. Yeah. Um, and there's a variety of ways to go about insertion. Okay. <laughs> um, sometimes they do it for you with a lot of juice. Okay. Sometimes they hand you the wand and you do it yourself. Really? Preferred method. Preferred method. <laughs> you know your situation. I didn't I didn't think that would be a thing. Okay. Really, cat. Neo's on my lap, everybody. Sticking his butt up, weirdly. Um, and then what happened today, where she did the insertion with no cream. The nurse. The ultrasound technician. Okay. But I gotta say, she's got a real good manner. <laughs> <laughs> that lady knows what she's doing. She gets her work done in a pain-free, almost pleasant manner. <laughs> Maybe I'm glad I wasn't there, I guess. You're glad I wasn't there anyways. So this was... you. 
So you had just said yourself was a preferred method. Is this moved into your preferred method? I would still prefer probably to do it myself. <laughs> okay. But if you're going to do it for me, do it that way. Oh, okay. Uh, so whatever she did. <laughs> it was good job, yeah. ultrasound technician. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that happened. It looked, I mean, it went really fast, that part. Was it painful at all or? It's always uncomfortable because she, they move it around side to side to look at like your ovaries. Sure. And that area is more of a vertical uh, situation than a side to side area. Okay. I, I can understand that. <laughs> so that's always a little uncomfortable, but not painful. Okay. And then she took that out and then I, then I got real scared because then now it was time for the speculum. Okay. And ladies, as you know, insertion of a speculum is one of the most uncomfortable ways to deal with your lady bits. Uh, so a speculum goes in and then they crank some things oh, to it, open up the area. Was it made of metal? Oh, look at this I picture. think it was plastic. I'm just looking at pictures. Because usually what... when they're metal, they usually run under warm water to warm it up for you. And that didn't happen. It just seems like plastic would be preferable because metal seems so cold and well, harsh Well, plus what happens stuff. is once they insert it correctly and they do their cranky bit to open up, then they let go of it, and it just kind of hangs there. Ah, yeah. I'm not enjoying so, this at all. Just um, looking at it looks <laughs> terrible. For the record, he's looking at an illustration on the internet. I did not take a photograph of this. <laughs> Although I would have looked at that, too. Hey, um, and so I think plastic is better because it's not as heavy when they let go. Okay, that makes sense. But I think a man designed these. <laughs> oh, for sure. There's got to be a better way. Come on. You would think so. Come on, lady doctors. There's got to be a better way to do this. <laughs> um, so way back when we were talking about making the decision to do this, the friends that we have who went through it and had a success, um, she shared that this trial transfer, what it's called, was the most painful of all the things that she did. Right. I was prepared for tremendous pain. Okay. And because I have my anxiety problems, I worried about this all weekend. Sure. And then last night I was thinking about it, and then all day today, and then it was happening. So the speculum happens, and it hurts, because speculums hurt. Yeah, it seems like it should. <laughs> and then he says, I'm going to clean off your cervix. Now, I'm sure that's a medically necessary thing <laughs> for some reason, but, like, not a lot goes it goes in there. It's not like I'm using it to wipe things and, you know, like, how dirty can it's it be? It's an internal organ. It kind of sits there and hopefully it's clean. So I was like, all right. And I didn't feel anything. Okay. So I didn't know if he'd done it yet. And then he said, now I'm going to insert a catheter into your uterus through the cervix. Okay. And I didn't feel anything. Oh. That's... And I was like, I think he did it. Didn't feel anything? No. Like no pressure? No, no. nothing? Okay. More, I felt more things. Most of the things that I felt was when he was inserting a new tool and he bumped the speculum. Don't do that. Well, I mean, he didn't bump it like hard, but that's what I would Still, feel. Still, stop doing that. And then he said, I'm now going to insert the saline solution. This is pro this, You can feel some cramping when this goes into your uterus. I feel like he should train on Operation, the board game. You're not supposed to touch the sides. <laughs> Pretend like the speculum is a side in Operation and no. don't touch it. And like, and I can't see what he's doing. So I'm judging based on feels right. while I'm staring at the ceiling. The beautiful ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure he bumped it. Maybe he didn't. I think he did. Oh, I'm sure Or maybe like his Q-tip edge bumped it. Uh, I'm sure he did. That's what I think I felt. He did that like two times. 
And then he, so he said, I'm going to put in the saline solution in your uterus. You're probably going to feel some cramping. I expected horrific pain at this point. <laughs> Slight pressure. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't really feel anything. Okay. And then he stands up and he's got some kind of tube in his hand. I think that must have had the saline solution going in. All right. And then she puts the T wand back in at the same time. So it's like a tag team situation. Okay. <laughs> down there. Oh, he, yeah. He took the speculum out when this thing, the tube was still. I mean, a lot was going on down there. All right. But the speculum was removed. Almost more painful than when they put it in. For some reason. Huh. It always is. And then so they're both holding things that are inside me. Sure. <laughs> and then they're taking pictures of my uterus. So, oh. So it looked different than when it was empty. They're taking pictures? Well, on the thing. On the... Ultrasound. The monitor, yeah. Oh. Can we have those pictures? So I do have them for a reason. Okay. I decided not to share them, because that's weird. Sure. Um, Maybe we can change your mind in the future, but anyways. (laughs) And as this is happening and they're taking their pictures, uh, he's... And oh, I forgot to mention, the whole time they're doing things, while my legs are spread open and I'm just staring at the ceiling... They're talking casually about their weekends. Yeah. And I work in an industry where sometimes we work together to help a person, like to myself and a coworker. And maybe we'll be talking about jovial things, but we will usually involve the other person we're helping. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Nope. I mean, I, so I was, first I was a little bit bothered by this because he specifically said he needed a vacation, he needed a weekend from his weekend. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, and she seemed to really like him, like really like him. And right. I, I remember thinking, it's weird they're not talking to me, Yeah. but maybe I kind of like it because then I don't have to say things and they can like pretend I'm not here because I'm an introvert and that's kind of okay too. Um, but, and then I was also thinking, it's nice that they like each other. <laughs> they seem to like each other. Okay. It wasn't awkward. Like there was an uncomfortable, I'm better than you feelings or anything, but it was weird. Um, so then when they have, they're both doing the things and they're taking the pictures on the monitor of the uterus that's full of the stuff. And they were kind of, kind of talking about themselves and I couldn't really hear. And he's, and I think there was pointing and then she, and he said, well, what would you call that? And he said, and she said, level blah, blah, blah or something. Was he like teaching her as well? No, I think, well, and then he said, who's your regular um, OBGYN? So then I was like, uh oh. Yeah. That can't be good. So they um, removed the things. Everything. Yeah. And then I, I sat up, still pantsless, with my fancy sheet covering me. Okay. And he said, so we're looking now here, and they kind of showed me, um, I have polyps on my uterus. What does that mean? I didn't look it up. It's I've heard it said before that women can, might have polyps in their uterus. Okay. So I think there are little growths that happen in the lining of the uterus. Okay. And it's... No. I'll get it. You just keep okay. talking. Um, and I know that sometimes women get checked for this right away when they're trying to get pregnant because it could potentially stop an egg from implanting. Okay. I've never been checked for this. So number one, I was a little bit irritated that I've never been checked for it. Yeah. So I did ask him, well, what causes this? Because I thought maybe it's all this these infertility drugs I've been on. And he said, they just happen. They could have just happened last week. They could have been there for a while. Okay. So I have three little ones, and it, it's like he sat there thinking for a long time about whether he we could ignore them and proceed or not, because they are so small. Okay. He has decided it would be better 
because they're taking up, he said it kind of like your uterus, it's a space factor. And when there's nothing in your uterus, your uterus is flat. And then when things are in there, it kind of opens up a bit. And the polyps are making it stretch and open up. There might not be room for the egg to implant because of that. So let's get them out of there. Oh, okay. So I get to have surgery. Okay. What? <laughs> this so, has gone left. All right. Yeah. I told you this is not a good day. <laughs> um, and I need to have this surgery in order for our dates not to be messed up before July 9. And he doesn't do it. It's my regular. Oh, that's pretty quick. It's they, my regular doctor. They, so he said, I'm going to call your regular doctor today and see if, if, if she can squeeze you in to get it done before July 9. Okay. Um, and then we were having our consult later. He, my doc, me and this doctor, he's, we found out she's on vacation until tomorrow. Okay. So I don't know yet if it'll be done soon or what. But apparently it's a one-day surgery. They knocked me completely out. Um, but I get to go home that day. Yay. Uh, yeah. So kind of disappointed. Like, and, and we can get to this later, too. But this is the thing that really, really bothered me today. And, like, why is it so hard? Like, why, with all the crap we've already been through, does it have to be this difficult? It just seems really unfair, and I hate life. What annoys... I'm sorry. sorry, everybody. What annoys <laughs> me is, I'm looking at the Mayo Clinic. It says, complications. Uterine polyps might be associated with infertility. If you have uterine polyps and are unable to have children, move all the polyps might allow you to become pregnant, but the data is inconclusive. And we've never had this no. done. Never even looked at it. This could be a thing. Well, the thing I don't know is this. They checked the lining. They checked... Okay, let me back up. When I was on Femera for those four months, and I would go in for my checkup, or I'd go in half mid-cycle, and they'd look at the follicle to decide if they're going to give me a shot or not, they would also measure the lining of my uterus. Right. It wasn't filled with saline solution. Right. But I wonder if they would be able to see that if I had a polyp at that time. Regardless, you think that when you say, hey, we are having trouble conceiving, they should have a list of things that well, might cause it. Well, that's what I'm saying, that I think maybe they do, and that maybe when they did that ultrasound all those months, they looked for that, and I didn't have any. Because they could see the lining. So you think it's recent? And it's from the lining of the uterus. I think it is. I think it's from the um, birth control. All right. Because he said birth control can make your lining, um, what did he say, build up? He said, but usually that's on the top, apparently, of your uterus, if that happens. So I don't know... That I can get really mad at previous doctors. Sure, I guess. Because, I mean, they had that wand in there every it would, time. It would be nice to know, though. Like, go back to the to the previous test and say, did you test for polyps? Well, did you notice you know any what? polyps? I will ask my regular OB. Because if not, they definitely should. Yeah. Um, you didn't take taxotamoxifen, did you? No. Okay. No, you're not obese. You don't have high blood pressure. You're no. Being... So, oh, right. so then he said, well, I'll let you get dressed, and then you can go sit in the waiting room, and then I'll call you for our consult to okay. talk about more things. So sure. I said, okay. Uh, and they said, and he said, we have a washcloth for you and a pad. And whenever, <laughs> ladies, whenever a clinic or a hospital gives you a pad, they are not, um, they are like industrial size pads. I mean, it's not like, it's not the after labor pad because that's a blanket. Sure, it's still big. Like real, real thick. Right. And I thought, well, I have a liner on. Do I need this? So then I was like, well, I will. But I wore my comfy pants that are also kind of tighter on my behindle region. And so, like, you could see it. So then I had to tie Behindle region? I didn't know what to say. <laughs> so then I had to tie my hoodie around my waist. And it was quite interesting. But I did learn that that cup in the picture uh, that looks like teriyaki sauce. Yes. Is um, 
it's iodine. It's, it's the what they use to clean off my cervix. No, oh. which I forgot to mention they had to do twice because that's how. That's how dirty it dirty is. Dirty my cervix. It's a dirty girl. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay, so then I went into the waiting room. Sure. And as I was sitting there, I sure was thankful I put that pad on because <laughs> I had saline solution to exit. <laughs> I suppose that makes sense. There's going to be a lot of it. Yes. Um. And so I'm sitting there, and uh, I think I was playing a game on my phone. And the ultrasound tech came out and gave me an envelope. And she said, your doctor will need this when you make your appointment. Okay. This must be the pictures? Yeah. I think there's ultrasound pictures in there. And there okay. must be like a referral or an order or something. I okay. didn't open it. Sure. And I was like, oh, okay. And I said, but he's going to call my name soon, right? And she was like, what? And I said, well, we have a consult. And she's like, oh. And then she felt really embarrassed. Like, she was trying to shoo me away after giving me the envelope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I was there for a consult. So I waited a little bit longer. And then he called my name, and we went back to his office, because I was in an exam room, and now this is an office. Sure. Same office we were in before. Big desk, yep. Just like they show on TV shows when you're talking to the doctor. And in my experience until now, you talk to your doctor in the exam room. The doctor doesn't have an office with a desk and chairs. Step into my office and shut the door. <laughs> so anyway, so there I am. And boy, does he like to explain things. I know, in a slow, freaking manner. But it was helpful. I'm I glad got a lot it was of helpful. things explained. Did you get home before five? Because <laughs> I told you we had a lot to cover today. <laughs> I went, there was a lot that happened to me today. Um, and he said, the first thing he talked about was that we need ICSI, which I kind of already knew. Which but, we talked about. Yeah. Uh, and he said, the thing to know about that is it does add $1,000 to your whatever. <laughs> which and I was thinking, we also know. That seems like nothing compared to how much we're paying uh, total. Which we should remember ICSI. Intercytoplasmic. Uh, Sp- I don't, no. Sperm penetration or something? Yeah. Okay. So that's what they're going to take your sperms and, sperms and inject them into the egg and fertilize it for. Institute for Clinical Systems. No, no that's I don't not. think that's what it is. I, uh, yeah, it's something like It is, yes. It's inserting them instead mm-hmm. of letting them do their thing. Okay. And then I had to be like, um, I think I had a blood test. Yep. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, your blood test is fine. I was like, oh. No. So I still have no idea what they tested me for. Yeah. I do know they tested me that AMH level. How many eggs do I have left? The AMA. He said he was pleased with all my levels. Good. I mean, he didn't give me the, hey, you have more than average for your age, like I like to hear, like I heard before. <laughs> sure. Uh, and then my insulin level was six or something. Okay. And then the, he stopped. He said everything was fine. Yeah. That's all we need to know. Right. <laughs> so I have no idea what they tested for, everybody. Mm. Maybe <laughs> they just need it in case you need it later on. They'll put it back in. <laughs> and I just don't even want to bother. I mean, whatever. It's, it's good. Fine. Okay. So then he went through all the dates of what we're going to do. Okay. But not really. Like, he skipped some stuff. Like, apparently I'm going to have a period before all this happens. Because he said, we need you to have your, your polyp removed, your polyps removed before your, you get your period. And so I th- I'm pretty what? sure. So I think when I start Luprin, July 9th, I'll get a period for a few days. Okay. But I'm not sure. <laughs> It's a thing we'll ask at our nurse consult, which is on Wednesday. Of this week? Yes. Good to know. Um, but he talked a lot about how, and it was really cool hearing him talk about how, um, so I'm going to be giving myself the injections, and I'm going to go in every other day. In the, He said they get me in and out in like 15 minutes because they do blood work to see how I'm responding. Or maybe it's an ultrasound. Ultrasound and a blood work. Okay. And... Um, so they want me to not respond too little and not respond too much. Right. He said 5% of the time they have to cancel a cycle. 
five percent. That's not too bad. I got nervous. Well, reading other women's experiences, it sounded like cycles were canceled all the time. Yeah, but that's because only people only say it when when it happens. When it happens. Yeah. Um, and he said, "Let's say you have fourteen follicles." Right. Um, when they go in on retrieval day, they do basically knock me out. And on retrieval day, you go to a separate room, <laughs> do your one job. <laughs> it's a very important job, though. <laughs> and then I have, um, and then in the surgery, they go in, I think he said through the vagina. What? But I think he meant like, but it sounded like not a- through the cervix, but like through the wall of the vagina. And Okay, I can understand that. Cause it, cause he said I was that's, confused at first. Yeah, because he said that's where the ovary is laying at right, this point because sure. it's so heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's got all the follicles. And then they insert a tube or whatever, they needle into the, the follicle and just like suction whatever's in there. <laughs> and he said if the egg is big enough, it'll just suck right, it'll just come right out. Sure. If it's too small, it won't come out. Suction it in. And, and he says as they're being suctioned, they go um, into this like cup. And then they're they brought right to the embryologist. What do they look like? And as it's happening, the embryologist then is like, I think he said washing to see how many eggs they actually got. And as they're doing it, the embryologist is telling them how many eggs they're getting. Oh. It all sounded really cool. Yeah. And it, I imagined it with tubes to rooms and like intercoms. <laughs> But I don't know if that's really what it's like. Yes. The, the high technology of intercoms. <laughs> and tubes. <laughs> and tubes. Um, and then uh, he said, then they let the eggs rest. Because <laughs> they're very tired from their journey through the tubes. What did he say? Four hours? And your stuff rests for four hours? Again, very tired. I think he said four hours. I don't think he said four days. It's probably hours. Hours. And then they do the ICSI. Okay. And then we have, hopefully, what, what, then what? So he says, oh, oh, okay, here's what he said a lot. So let's say we have 14 follicles. He has a, they have a 90% egg retrieval rate. So out of those 14, they should get about 12. Okay. Because they are measuring the follicles, yep. maturity level, blah, blah, blah. And of those 12, they should be able to fertilize with ICSI, let's say, eight of them. Okay. And um, then they watch those eight every day. Right. And if they make it today three, they could be implanted. But for various reasons, he likes to implant at day five because there's a stronger chance they'll take. Sure, I understand. But that. all these days, you're going to lose eggs. Not every egg is going to make it to day five. Right, yeah, yeah. The, right. the eggs that you've taken out. Because they go from embryo to moss, blah, blah, <laughs> to blitocyst. No, blitocyst. Blastocyst, blastocyst. Blastocyst, yes. That's and that's word. where they want it. Right. And he was kind of going, like doing a hand motion. And I imagine what I've seen in like books. Yeah, they divide, right? <laughs> of the mm-hmm. like little cre- creature-like thing. Curled up or whatever. And so then he said, so then we decide um, how many we're inserting. Okay. One or two. He said two is the max, which she's never said before. Really? That's an interesting. What if we, like how much scratch do we got to give him before it gets to be like five? I'm not doing that. Well, it's I didn't say healthy. for us. I'm just curious if somebody's like, listen. You said two is the limit. I got, I got, go fuck yourself money. <laughs> and I'm going to give you a billion dollars. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so then you took out this chart with B1s and M2s and B2s and B3s. So they rate 
the things, all the um, embryos. They rate them. They rate them. Based on what they look like? Or? Are they a blastocyst? Okay. Or are they the M, whatever? Yeah. Okay. And then they rate, rank those levels one, two, or three. One is the best. And that's based on just their appearance, probably? Yeah. I don't know what else they would check. Right. So that we want B1s. B1s. And once we know the level, like what they're rated, then you can decide how many to put in. Right. It sounded, to, and I kind of said, I already know. Yeah, it's going to be like, two. I want to. It's going to be and two. And you kind of hinted at, you wouldn't want to put in two B1s. Because those are like almost, he made it sound almost guaranteed to stick. I don't care. And he said you want to avoid twins. And I think that's because it is more dangerous for the babies and me. I have faith in you. I want twins too, but we'll just see. We'll have to come get talk about it when we get there. Sure. And then he also said something really interesting. Well, let, like let's say they, they inserted two, but they still had two that weren't quite uh, to the blasto or whatever. They're M. Or they, they weren't M1s quite to day five. Or M2s. But if they got there on day six, they'd freeze them and they'd be good. Yeah. And that if makes they got sense. there on day seven, they'd be okay too. Okay. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So we kind of we talked about all of that. So I know a lot of information. It was like information overload, basically. And then at the end, or maybe in the middle, I kind of asked, um, so when you gave me my birth control prescription, you also gave me antibiotics? <laughs> and I said, when do I take those? <laughs> and he said, when you start your birth control. <laughs> that was not specifically told to me. <laughs> we are like the best patients. <laughs> I swear to you, nobody said that to me. They probably didn't. It's not in my book. Yeah. I actually looked through my book before this test. I looked through it last night, did my homework. I'm guessing anyway, it's not that big of a deal, though. So I said, so should I take them? He said, yes. <laughs> All right. So I'll take that. Did he say, that stops yeast infections? <laughs> no, but if it would have, <laughs> that's totally on me. Yeah. Although right. they didn't tell me. Um and so then we have our nurse consult on Wednesday. And I asked this guy, I said, so at the nurse consult, I'll learn about the medications. And he said, yes. Okay. So we didn't even talk about what meds I'll be on. Okay. Interesting. That'll yeah. be fun. I'm going to talk a lot to the nurse and have her pose for pictures. And No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it may come up that we have an IVF podcast. Just so well, you know. <laughs> I don't know that I want them to know because we talk about them a bit. Yeah, but I don't care. We've never said where it is. We've never said who they are. Yeah, I don't care. Sorry. Okay. okay. Everyone um, will know. All right, so you've had an interesting day. And it sucks that you have to have surgery, but it sounds like it's a good thing, kind of, if you get rid of them and then they're makes it clears the path, so to speak. Yeah, but like I said, I was pretty bummed. I can see Pretty that. depressed. Sorry. But I was relieved to hear, as long as my doctor can get me in on time, this will not delay yeah. our... our dates at all right okay cool um but it's the whole thing sounds very unpleasant yeah so we'll put those po those pictures up there you can see amy's <laughs> uh what was this day called your trial transfer trial transfer day your tt day t squared all right or you know t wand day no <laughs> no t wand no t wand day no t wand day <laughs> so uh sorry everybody that was a lot of information but, but you know what we hardly and i know nice. and i skipped yeah. stuff like i did learn the day of retrieval when they take the, the when they suction out the eggs um, oh, I, two things. So when they suction out the eggs, they put me basically under, because apparently they're shooting needles through my vagi vaginal walls into the follicles. I have to take that whole day off of work. I'm not going back to work that day. That's probably a good thing. Makes sense. And then on day of transfer, they have me take a Valium. <laughs> and then after we get there, then we talk with the doctor. 
here's where they are, here's where they're ranked, what do you want to do? Okay. You know. I really hope we get a lot of B1s. Me too. But I made me think to myself, I'm going to be on Valium when we have this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be very... I've never taken Valium, to be honest, to be fair. But according to TV shows and movies, yeah, sure. it's quite the powerful drug. Huh. Um, so then I asked, I said, why would I be on... Why am I on Valium for this? Because, like, what you just did earlier, didn't I didn't feel it. And he said, well, it's more for relaxing you. Oh. We want your heart rate to kind of stabilize yeah, yeah. and your muscles to be your relaxed. Muscles are relaxed. We don't want you to be so. nervous. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good thing with my anxiety. Stuff. This yeah. is smart. <laughs> Give me two. <laughs> but then on day of transfer, after transfer, they don't want me being active for 24 hours. You so that act- could be a day and a half of no work. You can handle that. I got. You can handle not doing anything for Oh, I'm not worried about not doing anything. <laughs> but I just can't go to work. Okay. But it might be on, like, they do They do things on the weekends, too, depending on days and time. Whatever, whatever you whatever. need, I'm sure so. be fine. Okay. Oh, yeah. Lots and lots of information. Yeah. Um, which is good because this is the first kind of big thing. So mm-hmm. it's good to know. And I will say that while I didn't feel anything while it was happening, I'm still in quite a lot of pain. Because he said you might feel some cramping. And I didn't at the time, but I sure do now. Okay. It's as if my uterus freaked the fuck out. Right. And was like, what is inside of me? Get it out now. <laughs> and so lots of cramping, especially right after. So, like, while I was talking to the doctor, and when I got home, yeah. So we're probably not having sex tonight. Um, no. <laughs> I, don't worry, I just knew that before my, I asked. Just let my cervix be clean for a little bit longer. That's, it's real squeaky clean right it's now. It's clean, exactly. It's the best time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thanks for sharing. What else do you got today? Uh, just things that we wanted to mention. Oh, things we like. We were going to talk about things we like. Yeah. What were we going to talk about? So we wanted to just um, mention things that we found or we've used in the past that are awesome. And yes. there's only one today, I think, right? Um, I think so. So today, uh, and for any of you out there that are struggling, um, I, I apologize. If you don't want to listen right now, we get it. But um, our friends have this company called The Patchery where you and your children can design your own um, children's clothes. Right. And I think the main reason why, well, it's also a friend, but Persephone really loved to do that. Yeah. I I designed, we got to actually help our friend um, with some prototype, kind of check out our website, see if you can use it. So I designed um, one or two things for for Persephone in the prototype phase, and she loved them. Yeah. And then I designed something for her for Christmas, and she loved it. Yeah. And then her and I designed something together, and it was super awesome, and... Her and I did not agree on how to design, but, that's <laughs> but it cool. was really fun. That's really cool because it yeah. lets the kids decide, you know? It's like, this is your style. You don't got to worry about what mom thinks, really. You can just yeah. do it kind of thing, Yeah, which is neat. Um, so thepatchery.com. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> oh, I also want to mention my cousin Jack. He had heart surgery. He's a little, I don't even know how old. He's like three, maybe two or three. Four, maybe he's four he now. Maybe four. Yeah, sorry he, that we don't know. Yeah, that age. sorry. He looks older, um, but he's a trooper. He had heart surgery. I think it looked like everything went well from the Facebooks. Um, yeah, he's a special needs child, and so I think he had a hard time understanding why he had tubes and stuff. And yeah. So, like that would be. I was imagining that, like waking up and having all these things stuck inside you and not knowing that would be hard. Yeah. It would be hard to see as the mom. So I'm sure they had a tough time. As the parents while he was there. Yeah, I mean, so, anytime you're at the hospital for your kid, it's tough. Um, but they also stayed at the Ronald McDonald House. Yeah. Which where is, we were uh, when Persephone was in the hospital. So 
uh, that place holds a special place in my heart. And uh, so I'm glad they took care of them while he was there. Yep. So thinking about you, buddy. Um, yeah. Get stronger. Captain Hopefully. Jack, they call Captain him. Captain Jack, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, I think we're pretty much done. Well, we're going to talk about one more thing. Oh. We've... Actually, you know what? Oh, no, we're not going to? Um, since it's kind of a harder podcast, maybe we should talk about... <laughs> oh, great. What now? <laughs> I don't know if I can remember what I was thinking about, but um, I'll try. Because I mentioned that this weekend was kind of a downer weekend. I kept waking up and thinking about stuff. Um, I think it came from the fact that... I'm trying to think. So we talked about before how it's going to be difficult when we have kids. And raising them, you know, with Persephone in mind. But trying... I don't know. Every time you're like re- re- repeating stuff kind of. Like I, it's going to be hard having the same conversations. Mm-hmm. Like we had fun conversations like Persephone was like well I go to church with grandma what is God and we meet her talk for like 20 minutes on this path about God and stuff like that and stuff like that um but one thing that I kind of noticed is recently I've been what's the word selfish I guess with happiness I know it sounds weird and I think I've kind of we've had to kind of be selfish to to survive but for an, I'll give you an example. I don't know what you I'll mean. I'll give you an example. Um, in years past, if a friend has a birthday, I'll write something like, "Hey, happy birthday! Good to you know, good to, or I hope you get older well, etc., etc., whatever." Um, I don't really write anything anymore, and I feel like uh, I'm not happy a lot. I guess when I used to be more happy, and because it's hard, right? It sucks not yeah. being happy, but. It feels like it doesn't do honor her anyway by not being happy. So I got these two forces where I'd like to be happier and be nice to people and open. But it's hard because your happiness is gone, you know. Does that make sense at all? I believe this is part of the complicated grief that we have forever. I agree. My question to you is how do you deal with that? Uh. (laughs) Because, like I said, right now I hate not being there for people I guess so my cousin Jack is one good example this he had surgery like two three weeks ago and I didn't say anything on the Facebooks or anything or write anything because it feels weird to support people I guess mm-hmm. when you're in a dark place I guess yeah I think it's more about our priorities and while um, while certainly, we sympathize and empathize with them. It's hard to give them words of encouragement when our life really sucks. Right. So that's and my point. I think that's part of it too. I don't know. And that's my point is I don't want to be there anymore, but it's hard not to be there. So I'm yep. working on it. Yep. I just, I don't, yeah. So if I've forgotten your birthday recently or in the past year and a half or mm. I feel distant, I'm sorry. But like I said, I think we kind of had to survive and... It's yeah. just tough. We both do different things to survive. Like, I still try to do weekends away with friends because it's a thing I would have done even if she was still with us. So right. That's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. It's helpful to me. Improv has been helpful. Um, I know. You had improv here for the first time that I can remember. I did. <laughs> On a rainy here. night, I was down here <laughs> hearing nothing but loud jumps upstairs. Yep. And I think you guys must have played that one game where you say the same word or something. Convergence, yeah. Yeah, because I heard lots of laughter and ha 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 Okay. I think, if, and I, most, not all, 
unfortunately, but most of the people in our lives are understanding of us and of us doing what we need to do to survive. I think so, but I'm not. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a place I want to be, but I've never had a... I guess it's kind of like depression, where people have... It is depression. Well, what I've never understood about depression is people who are depressed... They don't want to be depressed, but they are, and they yeah. sometimes there's nothing you can do about it, mm-hmm. and it's a shitty place to be. Yeah. So, so I figured we'd bring the podcast Gosh. down <laughs> as much as possible. So yeah. So Chris thought about that all weekend. I laid in the grass crying earlier today because my life, our life, is shitty in general, and plus this is so difficult to get pregnant. So yeah, it's been a real great day here at the. Uh, <laughs> but you know what is Banks house. you know what is great <laughs> is we are approaching one thousand downloads and listens on our first episode what i know (laughs) (laughs) trying to make people not want to go to bed sad or something i don't know um so it's pretty cool so it means we got to we've gotten to share at least the start of this with a thousand people which is awesome. almost we are eight away we're eight away um so but we might need some people's help to get those eight so you know share it as much as you can uh, if you know anybody that's going through it, recommend it. If, if you know, you recommend it. If, you, if you're like, these people are terrible. They bring me down every day. Don't recommend it. But, yeah. you know, anything so you can... might have brought you down a bit. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, and there was another thing. Oh, reviews on the... Yeah, if you listen on the iTunes, uh, which we really, really love, iTunes. Yay, Apple. Um, <laughs> if, if you do, <laughs> yay. Uh, if you would mind leaving a review. And there's a bunch of you out there. I can see the numbers. There's a bunch of you out there. So, yeah. I asked three people. Only one of them listens on iTunes. Yes. So, there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, le- re- leave a review on the iTunes. Apparently, iTunes does its ranking based on reviews. So, um, if we're ranked higher, then it helps more people find us. And we don't care about fame or money or anything like that. We just want to be able to share our experience more. And honestly, for me, I'm a little selfish. I like to share talking about Persephone more. And it's another outlook, so an outlet to yeah. do that. So, so yeah, share and have fun and stuff like that. And that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, sorry we brought you down a little bit. I hope we still were able to maybe have some humor a little bit in this. This was a rough week. I think we'll have a lot of rough weeks ahead and maybe some more lighter weeks. Um, what we have coming up is Wednesday. We have our nurse consultation. So that'll, on be, our, that'll be fun. On our next podcast, we will get to share all of our knowledge we learned from that. Yep. And I predict Chris asking questions in a way that makes the nurse uncomfortable. <laughs> you can be sure of it. He doesn't. He, sometimes he comes off sounding a bit um, condescending. I love Chris. What? Sometimes he does. How dare but you? Sometimes he'll try to use some humor, which she will not get. Like yeah. the time he told Weird Al Yankovic. In person, while Persephone was there too, that Weird Al is the only celebrity or the celebrity, a guy that uh, could break up our marriage that I would leave Chris for, which is true. But <laughs> I said no lie. <laughs> it's just an awkward thing for him to hear. I think whatever, like he's ever heard that before. I figured I would give him a new experience. See this lady, isn't she hot? She would leave me for you. <laughs> and he responded with, "Okay." <laughs> Yes. So about, yeah. about right. Anyway, so right. stay tuned for next week after our nurse consultation. Yeah, we'll be back. Uh, have a good week. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>